Hey, welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths. And my hope is that you'd be transformed by the power of the gospel. Hey, if you're new to this podcast, first, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to listen. That means a lot to me. And two, if this podcast blesses you in any way, uh, would you consider writing a review and sharing it on your socials? Uh, That helps with exposure as I get the gospel out. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. And the title of today's episode is Bedside Conversations, Lessons I Learned as a Hospital Chaplain. So when I got out of seminary, I did a one-year chaplaincy residency. It was 8 to 4 p.m., five days a week. And I was also on call during the week. And then after my residency was over, I did more chaplaincy work when I was in uh, Sacramento. And I worked specifically in the NICU, a neonatal intensive care unit. Um, That was probably the hardest floor I've ever ever worked on. And I supported parents who had uh, premature uh, newborn infants. Then I worked in the ICU neurology department and the emergency department as well. And during my time as a hospital chaplain, I carried a journal and I would write down things that God was teaching me and and, and visits that really stood out to me. So this is just straight up coming out of my journal uh, when I did my uh, chaplaincy residency. Now, before doing chaplaincy work, I preached a lot at my church. Um, that I was at. So I was used to holding a microphone and I was used to the pulpit. Like holding a microphone, preaching, leading worship, I was used to being the center of attention. Then what happened was I transitioned from the pulpit to the bedside where no one even noticed me. And the first lesson I learned when I transitioned into chaplaincy was that the pulpit Holding a microphone and preaching was actually an idol for me. Um, See, after I preached, people always came up to me and they would tell me, Val, hey, great sermon, bro. I was really encouraged by your word. You know, and I'm grateful that God used me during that time. But when I stepped away from pulpit preaching, and I say pulpit preaching because we don't need a microphone to preach. We are always preaching with our lives. But the first hard lesson I learned was that the pulpit was an idol for me. And it was almost as if I got this high every time I preached because people validated me and told me how awesome I was. Now, especially if you grew up and you didn't receive much validation and encouragement, then what happens is like you step into this role and you're like, wow. I love how people are telling me how awesome I am. And, and I still preach to this day, but I've learned to not make the pulpit my idol. You know, I let God use me, but I, I, do, I do my best to not seek affirmation and validation from others. Because here's what I learned. One day, like people will tell you how awesome you are, and the next day they can just betray you. That is just a reality of life. So that's the first lesson. The second lesson I learned 
in hospital chaplaincy was the importance of showing up for people. You know, in chaplaincy, uh, there was a term for this, uh, being a calm, non-anxious ministry of presence. Being a calm, non-anxious ministry of presence. A lot of life is about simply showing up. (laughs) It really is. A lot of life is about simply showing up. Your presence to people matters. Like when someone is hurting, they don't need you to come and give them a reason why they are suffering. They simply need your presence. That's what they need. One of the most painful, painful moments in my entire life was when I was in the hospital and I was diagnosed with with MS, multiple sclerosis. And a close friend of mine had the audacity to tell me that I was there in the hospital because of sin in my life. And uh, man, I get choked up just thinking about that because what I wanted in that moment, honestly, what I wanted in that moment was just to kick my friend out of the hospital room because it was one of the most painful things someone has ever said to me. But I, I simply wanted his presence. And here he came in trying to fix me. Why do I share that? You know, if I'm hurting, I simply need you to be present. Never underestimate the ministry of presence. Don't go into fix mode and try to explain why the person is suffering. Simply show up. Showing up is powerful. The ministry of presence means I will show up even when it feels uncomfortable. And believe me, when I say uncomfortable, because when people are actively dying and you're asked to show up, it does feel uncomfortable, but it's also a privilege. So we stand with others, even in the midst of their fears and their pain and the anxiety that they're, that they're struggling with. The third lesson I learned as a chaplain is the importance of listening. Now, I love to talk, as y'all can tell. And hospital chaplaincy taught me how to be quiet, how to listen and take the attention off of myself. So I would, I would sit with patients in their pain and I would empathize with them as they shared their fears, their struggles, and their pain. And truth be told, most of us are terrible listeners. I mean, I, I know I was, and I'm still learning. But we usually listen for a moment and then we make it about ourselves. In chaplaincy, I learned to explore when I listened. So instead of just moving to a question, I would say, well, hey, tell me more about that. Or as the patient spoke about what they valued, I would say something like, you know, it sounds like you really valued so-and-so. And the patient would continue to open up. But, but I didn't lead with questions. I listened and made it about them, not me. And listening shows you are present with the person. You know, one of the best gifts we can give a person is an attentive ear. So listen. The third lesson I learned as a chaplain is this. Family drama is real. Family drama is real. Real. It's crazy 
the stuff people fight about, even when even when people are actively dying, they, 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 they would often hold on to bitterness and anger towards their family. And they would tell me this. You know, I remember speaking to people who just refused to let the bitterness go. And I'm talking about bitterness they've held on to for years. And here they are actively dying and refusing to forgive their family members. This is a reality for a lot of people. And seeing that reminded me of the importance of being at peace with people. Being at peace with people. That is one of the biggest blessings in life. When I'm at peace with my wife, my family, my friends, my coworkers, like, hey, if you're bitter, if you're angry, we have to learn to let it go and make a decision to forgive. People take unresolved bitterness and anger to the grave. The other thing I learned was like people's true colors came out, especially when it came down to money. I've seen families who would argue over inheritance and the, and the division that it caused in the family was just heartbreaking. And this is why Romans 12, 18 reminds us, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Listen, do your best to live at peace with those around you. And this includes not just family, but coworkers, friends that you have. So being at peace with people is one of the biggest lessons I've learned. The other lesson I learned was that life is short. You know, I remember making visits to patients who were, man, they were young, like 16, 20-year-olds, 15-year-olds. And when I, when I spoke to them, a lot of them, they were in great shape, you know, active athletes, yet they were, they were actively dying. To me, it was such a mystery. I'm like, how is this youngster who looks so fit and is on his hospital bed and, and the doctor is saying, you know, things are not looking very good. That was life changing for me because people always tell me, Val, you're so young and, and you have a whole life ahead of you. And I appreciate what they're saying. But do I? Like, how do people know I have a whole life ahead of me? I mean, I hope I have a whole life ahead of me. But what I've learned is that the enemy wants us to believe that we have a lot of time on this earth. But we're not promised to live to like 75. You know, if you're listening to this and you're like 20 and you're young, there's no guarantee you're going to live to like 80 or 75. Your life can end today. My life can end today. In fact, you and I are more fragile than we think. (laughs) Even though you may eat like spinach for breakfast and do your little three mile jog every day, that still doesn't mean you're going to live forever. Now, will your quality of life be better if you eat like spinach for breakfast and run three miles? Sure. But remember, you're a limited human being and you and I are more fragile than we think. That's why we can't get prideful because we never know what life can throw at us. So the fourth lesson, I think that was the fourth, is that life is short. And then the last lesson I learned is the importance of praying honest prayers. Man, I remember I would sit with patients and they would be in tears. And hearing the way the patients prayed taught me a lot about prayer. Now, obviously, not every patient was Christian because it's an interfaith context. So 
Right now I'm referring to patients who were Christians. But the prayers the patients would pray, man, they were so brutally honest. I mean, they would just cry out to the Lord. They had no filter. And they would just pour their hearts out to the Lord. And isn't that what prayer is? So, so I learned to pray honest prayers by listening to how the patients prayed. Because when you're dying, you don't have time to pray prayers like, Lord, you know, just bless everybody, bless the world. Bless. No, you cry out to the Lord. You are brutally honest with the Lord. You pray honest prayers, just like David did in the Psalms. You know, I love how David was so direct and honest with the Lord. Psalm 86, 12. Let me give you an example. David says, Lord, listen to me and answer me. I am poor and blameless. You know, and a lot of my visits in the hospital, they were like me listening to David in the Psalms, how he cries out to the Lord. So pray honest prayers. That's the other lesson that I learned. All right, this episode on Bedside Conversations will be continued. I hope this blessed you. A reminder, if you haven't left a review for this podcast, please take a moment to do so as I get the gospel out. God bless you all.